Coming to you from the heart of the heartland, you're listening to Life Chat, a podcast designed to help independent agents make life easy. It's important to note the views and opinions expressed in this podcast are those of the hosts and guests and do not necessarily reflect the official policy or position of EMC National Life. Now it's time to get things started. Let's join our life insurance team. Well, hello, everyone. Thank you for joining us for another episode of Life Chat. Uh, Joining me today is uh, Carly O'Connor-Pels. Hello. And Dana Boner. Hey, hi. How is everyone today? (laughs) Doing great. Hey, so today this is going to be our third installment of a series we're doing on life moments, which uh, are moments in a client's life where they may be looking at life insurance, maybe looking a little bit more at the future. Uh, Today's episode is going to be on purchasing a home, which I know for a lot of people especially in the United States, is one of the biggest purchases they're going to be making uh, in their life and is also uh, probably one of the biggest debts uh, they'll be taking on the process too. Uh, I know last year, I think there was about 2.4 million first-time home buyers out there, which is just kind of a crazy statistic to think about that that many people went into uh, making that big purchase with their home. Um, I know the three of us are, uh, I guess, homeowners, that might be the best way to say some uh, longer than others. Um, but I guess when you first kind of came on board with uh, purchasing a home, was life insurance top of mind? I think that it's very, imp- very important because, you know, you read in the Business Insiders that the average home uh, mortgage is uh, $1,200 a month. And, hmm. you know, if something should happen to somebody, you know, and they take out a 30 year or a 15 year mortgage, and they're depending on somebody else's income, can they can they afford that without their spouse's income? What would happen, you know, if something should happen to them? And the cost is pretty minimal compared to the mortgage payment, like it's probably $20 or so a month for a term policy to protect yourself. And your spouse. And, and that's crazy to think. And one thing I've always loved about term insurance when it comes to uh, mortgage protection is that the uh, time frames fit so perfectly. You know what I mean? You're looking at a 30-year mortgage, 30-year uh, term insurance, same with 15 and so on. Um, but going back to Dana, what you said about uh, that being such a, a monthly expense, I know when you are looking at, say, income replacement and so on, so much of someone's monthly income is going towards that mortgage and being able to kind of take that out of the equation might be the best way to say it really frees up a lot uh, for kind of those other expenses that suddenly come up now. So when you're looking at, say, additional child care or maintenance around the house and stuff like that. So getting that kind of wiped out is um, paramount, I would say, with when you're actually purchasing a home. Um, so here's another question. So when you first purchased your home uh, and you were looking at that, was it brought up by anyone, like your mortgage person, realtor, anyone that, did they ever bring up life insurance? They did not. Hmm. Wow, that's interesting. Which is, is um, to be honest, that was too long ago. I can't remember. (laughs) (laughs) I've been in my house 28 years, so it's been a long time. Congratulations on that, by the way. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Um, Which means I've had my life policy for almost 30 years, and it's about to expire because I did buy a 30-year note. Um, You know, which to me is is interesting because as insurance agents, you know, everyone is always talking about endorsements. You know, when Mm. you bought your home, Carly, did somebody, you know, explain to you what replacement cost was versus actual cash value? Did anybody explain to you, you know, your deductibles or anything? Maybe. 
<laughs> it was a blur. There were so many papers to sign. Mm-hmm. Don't remember. Because that's kind of why I think about life insurance. You know, it's an additional endorsement that if something should happen to you and you pass away, it's going to take it's going to take that, you know, that debt away. It's going to help protect yourself if something should happen to you. It helps protect your home keeps you in your home, keeps your family safe in your home. You know, we as agents, we try to explain to, you know, somebody a deductible, try to explain to them the difference between replacement cost to add, you know, sewer or water back up to their house and why that's important. So I believe as agents, we need to also make our clients understand that life insurance is just as important as those other endorsements. You know, I really like that, Dana, because i I I like how it's it's just putting it in the script in a sense if you think of it that way because I know, you know when you're looking at a homeowner's policy and you're asking questions like okay what kind of flooring do you have you know you're getting these very detailed questions to throw in when they're okay now that we're single with mortgage what's the life insurance you have in place to cover that you know I think it's a lot more natural you've already asked literally 100 questions about the home throwing another one at the end there just saying hey have you thought about this I think it's just great but I was really amazed too when I went through the process cuz um this is my second home I purchased, but I just did it in the last year here. And I did find it very interesting that both my insurance agent and both my mortgage person did not mention it once to me, which I was like, Same. wow, I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, this is an opportunity here for not only them, but just it, there's some referral or something like that. They could really be doing something with it. Well, and especially because a lot of people think that life insurance is so expensive and if you know, you can say, you know, hey, for $20 extra a month, would, wouldn't that, wouldn't you want to protect your family? Make sure that they can stay in that house. Make sure your kids don't have to change schools because, you know, everything costs money. And if you can't afford to make your mortgage payment now, what's going to happen when that other income's gone? I mean, if you're living paycheck to paycheck now, it's not going to get any better without your paycheck or your spouse's paycheck. So Mm -hmm. if you're a new homeowner, somewhat young, like Mm -hmm. myself, what product would you recommend to myself? Dana, I'll let you answer that. (laughs) That is a really good question. Glad you asked that. You know, we have a new process. The Accelerated 2.0 is what I would recommend because I'm sure you're very healthy. You're young. It's inexpensive and you wouldn't have to go through an exam. And I'd be able to get you a decision immediately. It would be about, you know, 20 minutes for the application, another 15, 20 minutes to get our underwriting decision after you sign it. So it'd be a great opportunity to be able to get you something and bound within a couple days and protect you and your family and your house and you know it's really great you know, honestly, uh, I think that's one nice thing, too, is that with the technology that we're seeing now when it comes to setting up policies, especially term policies, has become so quick and easy that I think the fact of not having it when you purchase a mortgage is, I can't imagine. I don't know what word to use for that, but um, I think the nice thing I said about earlier about term being the same length as it, it it just goes natural hand in hand, especially when you're already setting up. So you're already kind of taking on this new payment you've never had before, adding on that insurance premium and just getting used to that. Okay, I'm paying, say, like you said, 1200 plus another 20 for this, and you're already putting on taxes and insurance and everything and just kind of lumping it all together and getting used to that, um, I think is a, a great, and like you said, it's 30 years, it's 30 years. Now, 
your refinance, make sure to keep that in mind too, if you're extending it, uh, because that's one thing I, I found too, that I would, for me was actually a, a way that I, and I felt like I sold, sold a decent amount of life policies was when I had a client reach out to me who had purchased a new home, right? So they moved to their first home, they're going to their second home. And, and you'll find a lot of times when people move into those, say their second, third, fourth home, everyone seems to upgrade. You know, a lot of people until you get to like later in life and the kids are gone and you're you're moving, you know, downsizing. But most people are going upgrade. And I usually had a conversation like, okay, when you purchased your first home, it was one hundred fifty thousand from the mortgage. We took out one fifty, but now you're in, you know, say two fifty, three hundred thousand. We need to look at that because that original policy is not covering it anymore. So we either need to look at a brand new policy or adding additional life insurance. But I felt like it felt very natural because they're calling me anyway saying, hey, I need to get a new policy because I've just purchased a house or I'm changing homes. Here's my new address. It's like, oh, okay, well, we need to make sure we evaluate everything, including your life insurance in that process. Yeah. And that's a that's a good thing that a lot of the agents, when they do call in to make those changes or to add another, you know, mortgage company to there, because when somebody calls the home, you know, the first thing when you take out a loan, the homeowners, they want a copy of what your homeowner's policy is, they're going to mm-hmm. call their agent to, you know, hey, I need to add this mortgage company now, because they're going to escrow and they're going to want money. And they're going to need proof of insurance. That's another opportunity that agents are missing to say, you know, do you have a life policy already in force? You know, we need do you know, let's, let's review what you have, just assuming they've already got something. And then that can bring up a conversation of I don't have have anything mm-hmm. or you know I've got this much well maybe we need to reevaluate it and look you know to review it it's a mm-hmm. great opportunity to review that plus their home and auto mm-hmm. I know with mine uh, my CSRs I had them really trained that you know because obviously when someone call in they put in the phone number or the last name and it pull up the whole kind of client information we had in our, our CRM there and I said if that life section is empty because we don't know it ask them. Even if it's not, if they don't have it, put don't have it, I'll follow up with them. I said, if they have it with someone, put that in there. But the question is, we need to have everything on here filled. And it was just gotten the habit of just constantly asking, oh, I, hey, I finished the basement. I need to increase my policy. Okay. Hey, I know it's life insurance isn't full on here. Yeah. Rob's going to follow up with you on that. <laughs> you <know? laughs> just constantly hitting him up with it. So <laughs> Because you never know. I have another question. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. What if uh, the agent brings up these excellent points to their client and the client says, well, I already have a policy through work. It's twice my income. That would more than cover part of my mortgage or my entire mortgage. I don't need more. I don't want to pay for more. To me, if, if a client brought that up to me, I was like, you know, it's great. That's a great start. Right. But at the same time, that policy, first off, only stays with the employer. But number two is really there for income replacement. We're trying to get rid of some debts here for you. So that way you can actually truly utilize that income and it will go longer. You know, two times your income. uh, I mean, it's always, I always thought it was a great experience here of seeing a client go through the situation of once that person's gone, how the bills do change. Suddenly daycare, home repairs, everything go up. But I I think that'd be the biggest point I would try to make is that it, it truly, that's for income. And for setting up a term policy for the mortgage, we're trying to get rid of that mortgage so you can truly enjoy the benefits of that income replacement. So 
Dana, do you agree on that? I do agree. And one of the things, too, is an average um, employee only stays seven years at their Mm -hmm. employment. So when they leave the company, that doesn't go with them. And they're not guaranteed to have that same benefit with the next company. So or um, the other thing that could happen if you only are relying on an employer is the employer doesn't have to renew that every year. You know, that's a a benefit that they could take away in the following year. And then if you're unhealthy and unable to get a policy on your own, then you could be stuck having to pay three times the amount of insurance. One last point here, and it kind of goes back following up on Dana's there, is that one thing I've always liked about having a policy outside of work too is also just having control. I, I don't consider myself a control freak, but I like to have options where I can make a change to it if I need to. I can increase it, decrease it, you know, whatever I need to do. Whereas when my employer has it, I'm really kind of locked in as long as I'm working there. And I think as a consumer, most people want to be able to have a control, make changes they need to on any whim basis. So Carly, question? What if your client owns their home with someone like a spouse or a partner and one of those spouses or partners doesn't work, so doesn't contribute to the bills, but maybe they do other tasks like childcare? Do the life insurance amounts for those two people need to be equal, or is there a rule of thumb for figuring out how much life insurance you need in situations like that? I think it's a really good question. Yeah, because honestly, I think we, that comes up a lot. Mm-hmm. I mean, Dana, you've got to have to agree with me on that one. I think that comes up about every day we get that question. Yeah. And mm-hmm. if you look at the statistics that the average person stay at home to replace the income is about forty-five dollars to $50,000 a year. So, you know, they should definitely have the coverage. I would say almost the same as the working spouse, because as long as the spouse has the same amount of coverage that you can justify why that person does, because, you know, that's child care, that's somebody to clean the house. There's, you know, there's a lot of things that come into it that you don't think about. I mean, personally, my stepdad had to come up with child care for my eight-year-old sister when my mom passed away. That was something that he never had to do. So that was an added expense for him. Yeah, actually, saying that person losing that person in the home actually is a huge expense. I mean, it really is just from child care. There's there's so many things outside. You suddenly now have to go find someone to do that for you that you didn't have to before. You know, um, and honestly, I with Dana was saying that about forty five fifty. I almost think that's being conservative. I mean, I honestly feel like you'd almost have to get about eighty thousand to really replace that person just with the overall price of child care nowadays. You know, versus one kid versus four kids. I mean, that price just, I don't know what the math is on it, but I don't have any kids, so I don't know that bit of my <laughs> sister who has four kids. And seeing what she's, back when they were in daycare, what she spent a week, I mean, I was just like, oh, my biggest saucers over here. I was like, wow, okay, that's great. <laughs> <laughs> but I know it takes that much. It's obviously it's your child. You care about it and everything. <laughs> <laughs> any other questions, Carly? What if you're like in between two large life moments, like you just purchased a house, but you're not ready to have kids yet? Would you maybe consider purchasing a policy that's a little above what you currently need if you plan on having kids? I would say yes. I think for me, the biggest thing is whenever you're having the life insurance conversation, especially when you're talking to a client, if anyone knows me, I try to be very upbeat and I always try to keep the conversation very upbeat. And so when I was always having life insurance conversations, I always like to think about the future. What do you want to do? 
you know, what, you know, from a home, from say kids that you may or may not have currently, what does that look like? And especially when you're at such a, a young age and being able to lock in at that young age, I think it's a great time to start thinking about like, well, you know, I want to have seven kids and three houses and so on. So I probably need, you know, $3 million in coverage. So as long as you can justify it, uh, we put a little disclaimer on there, but anyway, but I think it's, it's a good time. And, and I think it turns that conversation of so much of this of taking not so much the sadness out of it, but just more of a planning of like, hey, these are things I want to be able to accomplish. I want to make sure I've got coverage for going into the future. But on that too, I think a big thing that agents need to be doing is annual reviews. I think you need to constantly be looking at it because things are always changing. Life's always changing. You're adding, you're taking away constantly. And so I think agents really need to get in that point of like, hey, we're, we've met today on, you know, October 20th, 2021, October 20th, 2022. Let's get together again. All right. Well, hey, I want to thank uh, both uh, Carly and Dana for uh, <laughs> coming on today. So uh, thank you everyone for joining us. And until next time, talk to you later. Thank you. Thanks for joining us. <laughs>